As we continue our look at the day Jesus died, we want to talk for a few minutes from the subject naked in the garden. Naked in the garden. In the early morning worship, we lifted Jesus' words of reassurance to his disciples regarding having adequate access to the resources necessary to fulfill their purpose. Jesus told them that their purpose was to love one another and serve one another in the same manner that Jesus had loved and served them. When Thomas complained, we don't know how. We don't have the necessary resources to do the job. Jesus countered, oh, yes, you do. If you have me, then you have everything that you need. I am the road, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. This coming to the Father that Jesus spoke of was entering the realm of spiritual union with God, where we are more concerned with giving than we are with getting, where we're more concerned with serving than we are with being served. It is allowing Jesus' imprint to so affix itself to us that it totally reshapes our living. And if the church is to recover its efficacy, then Christians must rediscover Jesus. And until we do, anything and everything else that we do is merely sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Too much of the American church has lost sight of Jesus. I hear the complaints about the growing number of people who have left the church. And while that is concerning to me, it is not as concerning to me as the reality that there are churches that have left Jesus. People leaving the church has been going on for a long time. I'm not happy about it, but neither does it overly concern me. I'm more, far more concerned about churches that leave Jesus, churches that stop talking about the mandate of limitless, boundless love, churches that stop talking about serving the least, churches that stop using their resources to meet the needs of the marginalized, churches that lose their ability to speak truth to power, churches that look for reasons to keep people out rather than bring people in. Jesus is a whosoever savior. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever will, let him come 
come and drink freely from the fountain of life. And when churches stop being tethered to Jesus, there's not much good that can come from them, and they can do a lot of harm. Jesus is the resource of the church, the road, the truth, and the life. And without Jesus, we are nothing. Well, as we continue our look at the day Jesus died, we're now at Gethsemane. In the garden, while Jesus was praying and the disciples were sleeping, a mob showed up, led by Judas Iscariot. Judas had arranged with the Sanhedrin council to lead them to Jesus in a secluded place where he could be taken out of the sight of the people. The prearranged signal was that Judas would kiss Jesus on the cheek, which reminds us that not everyone who kisses on us means any good. It's a scene that which most of us are familiar. But if we adjust our view, we can see things from a different perspective. Jesus' Gethsemane experience is recorded in all four gospel accounts. But what draws our attention today is found only in Mark. In fact, it's believed by many to be Mark's personal signature on this record. Mark's gospel account is taken mostly from the teaching of Simon Peter, whom Mark served as a protege. Mark would have been a child at the time of Jesus' crucifixion. But this passage indicates that while Mark may not have known Jesus, he did have an encounter with Jesus on the day Jesus died. Mark wants us to know that he was there with Jesus at this crucial hour. Church, too many of us talk about that which we don't know for ourselves. Too many of us sing about that which we have not experienced. We can't teach what we haven't learned. And we can't introduce people to someone we haven't met for ourselves. If you want to know why churches are having trouble and why people are leaving churches, in favor of other things, it's because the church has left Jesus. And as long as that's the case, we're going to have weakened churches. On the day that Jesus died, Mark wants us to know that he was there. Mark knew about Jesus because of his mother Mary, who lived in Jerusalem. It would be to this Mary's house that Peter would come after the Holy Spirit miraculously freed him from prison. 
Mary was a part of the church. She was a friend of Jesus. And through her relationship with Jesus, she had led Mark to him also. It reminds us, my brothers and sisters, that our job is to lead young people to Jesus. Some folk think in this 21st century that the church, as it relates to young people, ought to be about entertainment. The reasoning is if we can entertain them, then maybe we can win them over to Jesus. If we can entertain them, then maybe we'll be able to compete with what they're getting on the street. But can I tell you, Jesus didn't establish his church to be a place of entertainment. Our job is to show people how to get serious about Jesus, to show people how to get serious about their souls. Entertainment won't give us what we need, but Jesus will. This is serious business. We must be committed to serving the present age. The purpose of the church is to equip us with what we need to share Jesus with others in a powerful and purposeful way. Mark knew who Jesus was because of his mother, Mary. And when Mark heard the crowd moving through Jerusalem, he decided to follow them out to the Mount of Olives. Perhaps as they passed by his window, Mark heard what they were planning to do to Jesus. And knowing who Jesus was, Mark wanted to see what was going to happen. But in his haste, Mark didn't take the time to dress himself. He just wrapped himself in a bed sheet and ran out to the garden as fast as he could. And once he got there, he hid in the bushes and waited to see what was going to happen. We don't know how much Mark saw or heard. We don't know how close he got. Perhaps he got close enough to see the expression on Jesus' face as he contemplated having to drink from a bitter cup. Maybe he got there early enough to hear Jesus say to his disciples that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But clearly he was there when the commotion started. For as the disciples began to run away, Mark ran as well. And he writes that as he ran, someone tried to take him. But all they could grab was his bed sheet. And Mark ran away naked in the garden. My brothers and sisters, as we consider the day Jesus died. 
There are some lessons here for us in this experience of Mark. In his story, we see a metaphor for the church. And there are at least three things that we can learn from this experience. First, Mark ran naked because he didn't completely dress himself. In his haste to get to the garden, Mark just wrapped himself in his bedsheet. And my brothers and sisters, a lot of us are in trouble today because we haven't taken the time to dress ourselves completely in God's holy wardrobe. And when trouble comes, we're not ready to deal with the trouble. Dressing completely means that you need to take some time. Nothing substantial grows overnight. Nothing of worth is built up in a day. It takes time to develop spiritual character. It takes time to develop the discipline to wait on the Lord and let God fight your battles. Sometimes we need to just be still and let God deal with us. We won't learn how to love our enemies and turn the other cheek and go the second mile with people overnight. But if we would take the time to put on all of God's spiritual wardrobe, then God will deal with us properly. And then a second point goes right along with the first. Mark ran naked because there was nothing underneath his outer garment. Church, let me ask you, is there anything underneath your outer garment? Is there anything underneath your outward show? Is there anything underneath your veil of religiosity? Is there anything underneath your years being on the church roll? Is there anything underneath the office that you hold and covet? Is there anything underneath the pious veneer that you like to show to the world? A lot of us want to give the appearance of spirituality. But in reality, there's nothing underneath. As soon as somebody says something or does something that you don't like, you're ready to tear the whole thing up. Well, if you fall into that category today, I stop by to tell you that you might be making a good show on the outside, but there's nothing on the inside. And it's what's underneath that matters the most. It's not outside the house that we live in that matters, but it's the kind of person that lives in the house. 
We need to be sure that we have something substantial underneath our outer garment. Mark would have been fine if the mob had not grabbed him. Mark's nakedness would not have been exposed if trouble had not come his way. And a lot of us are all right as long as there's no trouble. A lot of us are fine as long as there are no problems. But sooner or later, trouble is going to come our way. You can sing like everybody else. You can shout like everybody else. You can pray like everybody else. And for a long time, no one will know the difference. But trouble is the great equalizer. That's why you have to be ready all the time. And if you take the time to put on something substantial underneath your outer garment, then you won't have to worry about being exposed when trouble comes. Well, finally, Mark was naked because he decided to follow Jesus and the mob laid hold of him. Now, church, I want you to know that when you decide to follow Jesus, stuff will lay its hands on you. Heartache will lay its hands on you. Temptation will lay its hands on you. Disappointment will lay his hands on you. When you decide to follow Jesus, the devil will do all he can to discourage you. When the mob saw Mark following Jesus, they tried to seize him. They grabbed at him, and for a moment, they thought they had him. But Mark was wise enough to let the bed sheet slip off and let it go. Our church, there are some things that we need to wear like a bed sheet. There are some things that we're holding on to that we need to let go of. And when we let it go, we don't need to go back for it. We don't need to go back for anger and meanness and vengeance. We don't need to go back for backbiting and ditch digging. We need to let go of it all and we need to put our lives in God's hands. Mark ran naked out of the garden because he wouldn't go back for the foolishness. And I don't know about you, but I've made up my mind that there are some things that I'm going to let slip off of me like a bed sheet, and I ain't going back for it. There are some folk who try to hurt me I'm going to just let that slip off, and I'm not going back for it. 
there are folk who've tried to take food off my table. I'm just going to let that slip off and I ain't going back for it. There are folk who are doing their best to hold me down and I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to let it slip off and I ain't going back for it. Uh, so if I don't go back, uh, then where am I going? I'm glad you asked because uh, I do have a destination. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and I shall stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I'm glad that Mark ran naked because Mark shows me if I let some stuff go and grab hold to Jesus, he's able to make everything all right. I don't need the foolishness. I don't need the meanness. I don't need the trouble. I don't need the trial. I don't need the tribulation. All I need is Jesus, 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 Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noon, Jesus at the midnight hour, Jesus all the time. He walks with me, he talks with me, he tells me I am his own. He's my heart fixer, he's my burden bearer, he's my mind regulator. He's able, 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 able. Able. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He pitied every groan long as I live long as I live long as I live and troubles rise I'm gonna run I'm gonna run I'm gonna run I'm gonna run I'm gonna run
Everybody sing that with him. Glory. 